What's going on, everybody? Different type of podcast here today on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Uh, you've heard our, our friends from Iowa Pork and the Iowa Pork producers have, have been on and they've told us recipes and fun stuff. And we've we've done a lot of fun with this group, a great partner of ours. But today, uh, with, with everything going on in our country, I wanted to bring a pork producer on for a different reason and just talk about how, you know, the coronavirus and, you know, this social distancing and the isolation and everything is uh, not in, impacting not only farmers, but, you know, the people who put food on our plates and the, the, you know, just everything. I have a lot of questions about this. A lot of Iowa Staters who listen to this podcast deeply care about agriculture, not only in our state, but in the country. So I wanted to bring on Mike Poshton. He is the current president of the Iowa Pork Producers association and he's got all the answers right mike how are you holding up during all of these crazy times my man you doing okay yeah yeah thanks chris um you know we're we're doing we're doing fine here on the farm um you know in some ways we kind of have some some built-in advantages when it comes to social distancing and isolating we're, we're kind of already uh, socially distanced and isolated on the farm so um, it's kind of it's kind of business as usual to some degree. Now, of course, we're still concerned about making sure we're following all the the recommendations that are out there to make sure that you know we and our families and employees and and everyone stay stay healthy as well. Because you know our number one priority certainly is is the health and safety of our families, but right behind that is the safety and health of our pigs. And yeah. and you know we have to. We have to be healthy in order to take care of them because that's uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day kind of deal. And farmers don't really take sick days because the animals need care whether we're feeling good or not. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to a brother-in-law of mine who's a who's a big pig farmer down in southern Iowa. And he he was kind of joking around with me saying, hey, uh, what's you're not doing anything, Williams. Why don't you come down here and, and, and help the, the pigs still need fed and <laughs> all that stuff. He, he was trying to recruit me during these times, but okay. So uh, like going to the grocery store, right. Um, mm-hmm. there's kind of been this frenzy and I, and I understand these are the, the, I don't know what I keep saying is there's no playbook here. Like really nobody's ever been through this. Nobody was alive. Well, most people, uh, weren't alive in 1918. This is just totally um, different for everybody. And you go to the grocery store, and man, things are just picked over. I, I live in Bondurant last night, and I, I haven't been to that particular store yet, but it's a smaller one. And I was told that they were uh, darn near sold out of meat completely. Um, you know, we've all heard about the toilet paper and all that stuff. But I guess, like for somebody out there, a consumer, like, is there a, a risk that we're going to run out of meat? Or anything like that. I mean, what? How? I mean, should people be concerned about this at all, or is this just hysteria? Yeah, you know, it's, I, I guess it's kind of an interesting social commentary if you look at what what does our society value the most in a situation like this when people start hoarding things, and you know, from what I've heard, it's apparently toilet paper, guns, and meat. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> but, right. You're uh, exactly right. <laughs> But I mean, as far as as far as meat goes, there's really at this point there's no reason to think there's going to be any any disruption to to the supply of, of meat and and any 
any kind of shortage in the store at this point would just be very short term, I, I would think, due to people just, you know, stocking up more than they normally would have because um, there's certainly been no no disruption to the movement of animals um, through the food chain at, at this point. Um, so, and, and and along with that, this um, the folks at Iowa State have been looking at this, and so far all evidence uh, suggests that the, the uh, domestic livestock, you know, pigs, cows, uh, chickens, turkeys are, are not affected by this virus. So, so there doesn't appear to be any danger there. No food safety concerns. We're not going to have animals getting sick and dying from this. Um, you know, and and the, all of our partners in the food chain. Um, you know, as far as the people who are. Um, bring supplies to us on the farm that we need to take care of our animals, the people that are um, taking our animals to market, processing them, hauling them to the grocery stores, you know, all that is working um, perfectly normal. Um, they're obviously, everybody's being careful and taking steps to, to make sure that, um, you know, that stays intact because we certainly want to make sure we can continue to provide, you know, safe and affordable food for everyone. But But that also means, you know, we're all taking, these these guidelines of social distancing um, and, and isolation very seriously um, because just like we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals with sick people, you know we don't we don't want to overwhelm our food supply chain with sick people either no because doubt. you know we're we're certainly willing to to you know work longer hours to fill in if, if some people are sick, but if too many people get sick, you know that obviously would be be an issue too just having enough people to get the work done yeah that makes a lot of sense i i went to i stopped by a grocery store it would have been last week and i because of the same guidelines i i particularly went as late as i could i knew that it closed at 11 and i got there at about 10 because i didn't think many people would be there and what i was mm -hmm. amazed by mike was the amount of people there to stock shelves at that hour who, mm -hmm. I, I mean, yep. there may have been a hundred workers uh, at that hour that were getting ready. Once that store closed to probably work all night. I actually thanked one of them, a, a young lady. And I, I, I thanked her for what she was doing. And she said, yeah, it's going to be a really long night, but um, people got to eat. And it was an mm -hmm. eye opening deal for, I'm really glad that I, that I saw that it, you, you know, that other people were, uh, you know, our healthcare workers and, uh, my wife's a veterinarian, believe it or not. And like their hours have been crazy right now. They're, um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, and she's not on the front lines of human medicine. You think about all those people in the hospitals and whatnot. And then I have so many friends that are farmers and I know what goes into that. And it's just, you really, I, I kind of feel worthless sitting here in my home office, um, broadcasting, you know what I mean? Cause there's just so many people that we owe <laughs> gratitude to at a time like this, who are, I mean, for on this food supply chain, right. That, that you talked about, who are some people that we need to be thinking about during these times? You know, um, I mean, really high on that list would certainly be, um, truckers. Yeah. Um, no you doubt. know, there's, it just, I mean, we, we take it for granted that we show up at the store and the shelves are just going to be full of, you know, a hundred different choices of anything you could possibly want. 
Um, and, and we don't always think about all the hands that were involved to get that product there on the shelf for you to buy. And so, you know, certainly everything would grind to a halt if, if we didn't have the truckers who are willing to get things from place to place and whether it's bringing stuff to our farm or taking stuff away from our farms to eventually end up in a grocery store. So, so that, that's certainly critical that, that they're able to keep doing their jobs. But then also, you know, you've got the people who are working in the processing plants to, to be able to, to package the pork and, and get it ready to go. And, and then, and then of course, as you mentioned, the, the people in the grocery stores who are kind of on the front line there where, you know, grocery stores are going to have to stay open. And, and so, you know, they're really kind of the, the frontline troops uh, on the food side of things as far as making sure that the shelves stay stocked and, and everybody can, can have a, a safe environment to come and, and get the food that they need. So, you know, it's all, it's all a team effort all the way up and down the supply chain here. And, you know, we, we as farmers are just, you know, one step in that chain. And, and we certainly recognize that there are other, other people who, who are, you know, putting themselves out there to, to get, get things done that, that allow us to do our jobs here on the farm. Mike, what about the farmers themselves? Are they, do they stand to, uh, like financially, the markets I, I know have been really, kind of crazy the last couple of weeks, but I would, I don't know, like I would imagine with the more people buying food, that's, that's good for farmers. Where do, where do the farmers kind of land in all of this? Yeah. So, um, you know, right, right. When, when things really started to get serious with, with the coronavirus, um, the, the markets, um, pretty much tanked on us, um, because there was, there was concern that, that um, the supply chains would be disrupted and we wouldn't be able to get, you know, pork, corn, soybeans, whatever you want to look at um, where it needed to go to, to consumers. Um, it's since rallied back a little bit, you know, we're not back to where it was. Um, so, you know, so things, things are not as good as they normally would be at this time of year, but there's optimism um, that good. as long as, you know, we can kind of keep everything moving and, and again, you know, slow the spread of the virus enough so that it's not, doesn't have a severe disruption to the supply chain that, that, that things will work out. And, and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly a case of where there's been a lot of demand that has shifted, I think, you know, and that's where, you know, we certainly recognize that our, our partners in, in the, restaurant industry are being hit really hard by this. Um, and so we're, you know, we're, we recognize that they're, they're having to make a lot of tough decisions right now too, to try to try to keep, keep the lights on and, and keep things going and, and try to be able to bounce back when, when things settle down. So, you know, that's, that's been tough for them, but, but from, you know, from a, product standpoint uh, certainly a lot more has been going out through grocery stores than than restaurants and so it's it's not necessarily that people are eating more meat um they're just doing it in different ways than than they normally would yeah that makes sense so instead of a restaurant buying x amount of pounds from you guys you're you're selling more in, in a grocery store but you're losing that sort of um revenue stream via the restaurants right 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the, you know, the, con- the concern there is that, you know, long term, you know, maybe we're going to lose some business because yeah. uh, some of these restaurants are going to have a tough time um, staying afloat. Well, let's hope that this moves on quickly and that that doesn't really become too much of a factor. Uh, we're always we're, we're, we're trying to get people to go out and support those restaurants if they can. I know it's a tough time for a lot of people financially, but we're also um, we're spreading. Um, Joyce from the, the pork producers gave me a bunch of videos with pork recipes to mm-hmm. spread all over. So you, you guys can try out some new pork. And I, I was at Hy-Vee in Altoona earlier this week. There was plenty of meat. Like there was like, yep. abso- I, I wouldn't have been able to tell at that store, particularly that there was any sort of a pandemic or anything going on. It was, <laughs> I, I stocked up, man. I, I I'm ready to go. I'm going to grill. I'm going to do some smoking this weekend. It's going to be nice. So I uh, encourage people to get outside and do some of that stuff and, and be responsible. But Mike, thank you, man. And I, and I mean this sincerely, a lot of our listeners here uh, deeply care about the agriculture industry and pork producers in our state. You guys have been really big supporters of what we do and we want to support you guys during a tough time. So anything you guys need, uh, you, you got my phone number. You reach out to me. All right, man. Yeah, definitely. We'll do that. Thanks. I appreciate the support, Chris and go Cyclones. Absolutely.